Hi, this is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number four. Get into that community and shut the door. Yeah. Ha. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast. This is where we teach you how to rock your community. I'm Madeline Sklar, and I'm here with the incredibly cool and smart Cami Hoysa. Hey, Cami, how are Hi, you? Hi, Madeline. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, me too today. I'm really am. Um... So, you know, we're going to talk today about being a part of a part of a community. We're going to talk a lot about starting communities later, but today we're going to talk about how to be a good community member. And being a part of a community is just as important as starting one. So I wanted to ask you the first question and let you get started on this, which is, what do you think makes the best impression and gets you the best result when you participate in a community? I mean, what have you done in the past? Well, I think you really need to just jump in head first and introduce yourself. I mean, the whole point is to be social, right? I mean, I know people go on these groups to learn, but also I think it's important to introduce yourself. And so let me give you an example. So, you know, I, I joined a new group and I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll through. First thing, actually, Kimmy, read the, whoever started the group is going to usually have instructions of like, here are the rules of the group. And I think it's important to start there. And it's usually, if you're on Facebook, it's usually on the right side at the top. And I read through to see, like, usually they encourage you to introduce yourself and they'll have their do's and don'ts. So if they say introduce yourself, I'll go on and I'll do that and let people know who I am and what I do, but not in a salesy way. And then I will just scroll through and I'm going to read posts. I'm going to find ones that resonate with me that I feel like I could jump in and add to it. And here's a tip that I think is really helpful when it comes to Facebook groups. If you scroll down to say a post that was from a week ago or two weeks ago, it's okay to add to it because what happens on Facebook is that when you post a comment, it brings that post up to the top of the page, which I love, Kami. Isn't that like a great feature on Facebook groups? It actually is a really great, great feature. And I've been in groups that are kind of private groups, but we we had a, a post that we laughed was the oldest post in all time and people would keep going and dragging it back to the top. And so there yeah. was some fun that went on around that too. So I think, you know, have some fun in these groups too. But of course, within the guidelines that they set out, we're going to talk a little bit about our you know, basic do's and don'ts. But as Madeline said, the groups will all have their own rules. So it's good. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. So what are the benefits to joining a group? Well, I will tell you that some of these groups that I've been in, I am I have made friends like for that I've been friends with for years now. You know, we we became friends in Facebook groups. We helped each other. We grew together. We learned together. And that really made relationships over time. Um, And I've been in lots of Facebook groups over the years, some of them for like at least seven or eight more years back as far as Facebook groups go. So I would say that, you know, you're going to make friends if you are there for the right reasons, right? To add value and purpose, right? So you have to be there for the right reasons. So that's number one. And number two, in some of these groups, like think about groups for 
training courses or courses that are in your field. What's really cool is people come in there to talk about their problems. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean, sometimes it's about their personal problems, but sometimes they come in to talk about the problems they're having in their business. Like, you know, I can't do this or I need help with that. This is a great place to get research about your um, intended audience. Like if you're going to be selling an online product or you're going to be trying to solve people's problems and selling them things to go in there and just listen for the things that that you hear over and over and over again and say, oh, I can solve that problem. And then guess what? That'll give you market intelligence that you can then use in your own programs. So I would say, you know, or your businesses, you know, depending on where you guys are at, or if you're a nonprofit, you can hear um, people that and they talking about the things that they like to support. So you can kind of start to get a feel for what your target audience will care about. And I think so that's another really kind of a great way to use a group. Absolutely. And there's so many different types of groups out there. It seems like you know, from my perspective on this is that Facebook is the most popular for groups. There are so many out there. I've been on tons of them over the years. I've led plenty of them. I still host actively, you know, my Go Girls group I've been I've been doing for quite some time. But Facebook groups have always worked best for what I want to do. But there's also Facebook Messenger that's becoming really popular. Mm-hmm. And there's LinkedIn groups, which have been around forever. Slack is becoming really popular now. And I like Twitter DM groups. I know, I know not everybody's into Twitter DMs, but I have found that with my greeter group for the Twitter Smarter Chat and for the Social ROI Chat, I have a small group of us and it's turned into a mastermind group. It's amazing, Kimmy. Like we all look forward to going to our DMs every day and wading through all the spam to get to this great conversation. So can you tell me like how you do that? Tell us how you set up a Twitter DM group. Yeah, it's super simple. So when you are in Twitter and you go into the DM, just like Facebook Messenger, you can start one and add people to it. So I add the people that I want in the group and they get notified and we're all there together. And so when we start this conversation, if you have your notifications turned on, you'll get a notification every time someone posts to the group. I get too many notifications of everything. So I have my notifications off. I'm in Twitter enough where I catch the entire conversation. So it's been a great way to connect with our group. Now, here's a tip though. Let's say someone's in the group and you don't want them in there anymore. They can leave the group themselves, but you, none of us, even me, the person that started it, cannot remove them. So here's an interesting tip I found, kind of like a little hack, is that if you really, really want to remove them, you go and you unfollow them on Twitter because if you unfollow them, it removes them from any Twitter list that you have and from any DM groups you have. So it'll take them off of everything. Keep that in mind because you may not want to have that happen. You could just ask them, you know, I mean, I've had people, this is really interesting, uh, just a little side note. I've had people that could no longer fulfill the duties of being part of my little small greeter group but they want to still be a part of the conversation. So they opted to stay, but they know they can just leave and I don't want to remove them. So it's interesting, but there's always, you know, you probably understand this as well as I do, Cam, because we're a lot of like, there's always a way to make things work the way you want them to. So I found a hack that if I really want somebody off, I can get them off of there. (laughs) It's kind of funny. No, I think it's great. And um, going back to Messenger a little bit too, it's very similar because 
it's just a group of people. So you pull everybody into one group and you can talk. So I don't know if, if people have been doing that, but Messenger is going to become a really big part of what's going yes. on at Facebook. I mean, there's so many things going on at Messenger. I got a really interesting thing that happened the other day for a course that this guy was selling and he sent me his freebie through Messenger. I mean, it was crazy. People um, are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see what's going on with that. But the only thing I will say about Messenger is realize it can be pretty noisy. So you may want to turn off your notifications if you end up yeah. in a group like that, because it'll just keep popping up like on your, for me on my phone, like a little bubble pops up in the middle of my phone and, and that kind of drives me crazy. So we've been part of yeah. a group for a while where it's just a lot of chatter. And so, yeah, it, you know, just turning off the notifications takes care of that. Right. And you can go back in and check it when you want to and kind of scroll exactly. through and just catch up. And then you go back in and it says, oh, there's 200 posts since you were last in yesterday. <laughs> so it's <laughs> become more popular notifications. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what we're seeing more and more now, Cami, is that it's like these little micro communities. Yes. And so, you know, how can we connect as a micro community, a Twitter DM group or Facebook Messenger. So the, and Slack is really becoming popular oh, too. Yeah. And Slack is great because you can have images real easily in there and let people download them. There's a lot of if this, then that hacks that will automatically put things into Slack for you. That's super cool. So there's a lot of things you can do with that. Well, and I know a lot of companies are using Slack too as ways to um, have like a, especially if you have uh, teams that are, you know, spread out. They're yes. using Slack as a way to connect the whole entire organization so that that way you can act like water cooler is happening, you know, even though yeah. you're sitting in your house and working. So I do like the idea of Slack. Um, it certainly is stuff that you're going to have to get used to uh, kind of turning on and looking at. So I think these communities are going to evolve as far as what platforms yes. are on. But I think one of the things you talked about was the platform changes, but the community doesn't really change. So you have to like move with your community, make sure you change with the times, if you will. You were talking about yes. that a little bit in some of the stuff you've had to do in the past. I have a great example of that. So years back, and I talked about this in a previous episode, years back, Facebook groups had this amazing feature with like this internal chat box. So I could actually host a live chat within the group to the community. And it was limited to the number of people you had in the group. I think if you hit, I think you had to have no more than 250. I'm pretty sure that was the number, but don't quote me on that. So we used to have these amazing weekly chats. It was just an extra benefit that I had for the group. And all of a sudden they took it away. Like it was gone. They're like, we're not doing this anymore. But I had built this amazing weekly chat group. We wanted to be private. We already were doing the Twitter chat, but that's very public. So what I did is I did some research and there are plenty of, you know, out of the box, chat software programs and WordPress plugins. So my site, I had a new WordPress site. So I just went and found the perfect plugin, put it on my site. And I told the group, Hey, instead of going to the Facebook group, here's a link to my website. I made a private link and embedded the code so that once you went there, you were in the chat. And, and the community didn't mind that we moved it we just wanted to stay intact. And that was like the whole point of this, like, let's not disrupt the group. We have a great dynamic. We want to continue. It was like Monday night. It was so great. Like this Monday night, one hour chat at seven o'clock central time. Loved it. So yeah, we moved. And then about two years later, Facebook, I started realizing, and not a, people, a lot of people don't realize this, Cami, you can have a live chat anywhere on Twitter. I mean, not Twitter, I'm sorry, anywhere on Facebook. And the way you do it is you do a post, 
Mm-hmm. And you just have people come hang out with you, comment on the post and just comment, comment, comment. And it, that is a live chat. And so what I used to do to show people that you could do this, because I don't think people believe me. I used to do this weekly, like, I mean, month, uh, annual, like, hey, it's Christmas and, and, you know, I'm just hanging out. I'm not doing anything. So, you know, come hang out with me at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Eve. You know, I would just pick something random like that. And it'd be amazing, Kami. I would just start with one post and just these real-time comments that would go on for hours. And that's a conversation, you know, for a community within Facebook. So I took my group back over to the private Facebook group because I realized we could just, I said, look for the one post from me at this particular time and just kind of like teach them like, this is the protocol, this is how it works. And it, it was, it was great. So the point is keep your community intact but find great ways of, of utilizing whatever's out there that you could, that's to your benefit. And I think Facebook is just the best way to go. Well, right now, especially, and, and especially with live streaming on Facebook too, because you can do yes. these live streams now and you can do all these chats and, yeah. and comments and stuff during the live streams. Also on Periscope, I mean, Twitter has that as well. So not to mention the chats like that you do, but we're talking right now about more, you know, private communities that, we're kind of like, why would you do that? So what would you do with it? So yeah. we will talk a lot about Facebook today because I think both both Madeline and I kind of lean toward Facebook groups just because of the way that our communities have kind of set themselves up. But we wanted you to understand that that's not all that's out there. I mean, also LinkedIn has some some good communities, although I would say that they're not as active, though I'm sure you can find some that are very active. So I think it depends on where your audience is, really, truly. And you can always start your own. I mean, you know, whenever somebody says, hey, I can't find what I'm looking for, I always say, go build it. Start it. Go <laughs> go create it. So, yeah, yeah great points. I'm so, big on that. So, as you know. So, so yeah. yeah. So, what communities have you participated in and helped out with, Cami? Well, I mean, like I said, I have had been, I've been in a community that's what I call deep secret for years and years that um, a lot of people are in that I know, but you would never be able to find it or join it. So, having those real mastermind close knit communities on Facebook and you can call them secret and nobody can see them and nobody can see what you're saying. And we had ground rules about what's talked about in the group stays in the group and all that. So years and years and years, I I participated in that community and boy, that was, that's transformative for career, right? Sure. For immediate release is a podcast that I like a lot and they have a great community for public relations practitioners that uh, listen to the podcast on Facebook. I have a growth hacks for women community. That is my community. That is, you can't get in it unless you like work with me directly on, on your growth and, and your business and that kind of thing. And we talk about those kinds of issues. I have a blogger community that we use as a way to communicate, to do these big blogger activations all over the state of Texas. We're doing one in a week from now down in South Padre Island. And we're bringing 15 bloggers down there and we're taking over the island. So we do these takeovers of wow. cities and locations. And that group is awesome. And we do like a, a, a monthly professional development in that group too. So we do a live stream and we have like guests come in sometimes and talk to that group about, you know, how to do different things, how to work with hotels, how to work with all the things that you would do if you're a travel blogger. Creative writing is one that I, is not my community, but one that I participate in that Kirsten Oliphant has I really like her community. It's very, they're very helpful and, you know, giving and they talk about how to set up funnels and do all this great stuff. There's another paid community I'm a part of from the 90 day year from Todd Herman. 
that I find very useful. That's great there because you're talking about what level of business you're in and how to get to the next level. And everybody's really working hard to be much more efficient and proficient. So I, you know, I have a mix of groups and that's not even all of them, but those are the ones I thought of off the top of my head, but groups that I feel I'm getting a lot of value out of, but also where I can add value, where I can give of what I have. So we'll talk more about that in a minute, but what about you? Which ones are great for you? Oh gosh. You know, I used to be in so many, uh, and I had to kind of scale back because it's time consuming to, you know, Mm -hmm. actively participate in these, but it's like, you know, no different than go actively participate in a Twitter chat, right? There's one that I'm absolutely in love with right now. It is a closed group. You have to be invited in. It's called Social Media Mastermind. And it's a lot of my colleagues like you, you and I, you know, social media marketers that are at top level that are the speakers you see around the country at conferences that it feels very much like a mastermind group. I feel like I can go there and present an issue I'm having either with myself or a client and get great responses, great, great advice from people. And then plenty of people chiming in with their own issues that I can go and respond to. So it has a very nice tight knit community aspect to it that I really like. There's an open one uh, that we're both part of called She Podcasts and is for Mm -hmm. female podcasters. That has been an amazing group. I go and check that one at least several times a week because I learned so much. Like I know a lot about podcasting. I taught myself everything back in 2013, learned so much on my own. But I go there and I see all these female podcasters that are just starting out that will ask questions and usually things that I never thought about when I was starting. And I'll see like 10 or 20 responses from the community. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I go and make all these new connections with these these women and I love it. Now with my paid courses, I've always had Facebook groups to go with that. My uh, Twitter Smarter Masterclass, I, I, for years, I, I started that in 2013. So for that long, I've had a private group just for my students. So that, you know, basically to have direct access to me, Pat Flynn does that with his courses. I've taken several of his courses and he has one right now called Power Up Podcasting. And like you were saying before, having that live video component is so great in groups because he likes to do what he calls office hours where you have live access to him and he'll go, go in there for like an hour or two and just answer questions from the community. And it will be the live Facebook live stream right in there. I that's love so that. Cool. I think that's yeah, I so love cool. that, that ha- I mean, that to me is so awesome because you can really scale your ability to reach out to so many more people yes. as an influencer. And also as somebody in those groups, you can have an opportunity to get one-on-one attention from like, you know, somebody who you couldn't really even get as a coach that way. So I love it. I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, that's such a great point because somebody like Pat Flynn is somebody that you most likely could not get a one-on-one with, right? And if you if you are able to, because he's such a busy guy, you know, he's he's not trading the hours for dollars anymore. He's he's at the level way above that. So if you were able to hire him, it'd probably be like a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars for an hour. I know that Lewis Howes charges, I'm pretty sure, thirty thousand dollars for one hour. Like it's insane but they're able to do it, but they don't have much time to spare for that. Whereas I could go sign up for his course. And sometimes I want to sign up for the course just so I could have that access. You know, him, he and I are on a first name basis now, like he knows me and it's so cool, but it's from me being active 
in the Facebook groups right. that for his courses, you know, I don't, do, a lot of people just take a course and they get access to that group and they never speak up. They never say anything. And that's okay. You certainly don't have to, but what a great opportunity to have that access. Right. And also, I tremendous. mean, in the end of the day, um, in our, in our line of business, for sure, uh, partnerships are everything, you know, yes. connections are everything, partnerships, who, you know, is everything. So I think that these groups give you a really great chance for that. And even if it's not the the lead guy like Pat Flynn or something, there's going to be people in those groups that are up and comers. They're moving on. Yes. I mean, and you're going to move on together over time, you know? So I have a lot of those friends that I made way back in the day. We were talking about Lee Odin today, who honestly, you know, we were coming up in the business together back whenever we first started blogging. And so, you know, now he's like, Mr. Hotshot. So, and he's, I, and he's great. He's, yeah. Oh, he's just a great him. guy. I mean, that too. And the reason why he's a great guy is because he's always looked for ways to give to the community. That's yeah. his first way of thinking, you know, it's like, how can I be of service to this community and to different people? And so because of that, he has a lot of people that call him friend, right? So you want that too. Absolutely. And you know, when we're mentioning people and, and some of these, uh, groups and stuff. We'll have all that in the show notes. So if you want to go to our website and check it out, you know, you can get all links to everything that we're discussing. I would definitely go check out Leo and he's what a great guy. I think we'll talk about some do's and don'ts for participating in a community. What what are some, let's start with do's. Let's, let's do the positive. What are some yeah. do's? Start with the positive. We're not going to give you a bunch of don'ts. People don't like to be told what to do, by the way. That's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So I think the first thing, and we've talked about this a little bit already, is really to be consistent and show up. And I know that for you, and I would like you to talk about this really in a sense first, because you've had this with your Twitter Smarter community, especially. What is it, you know, about these people that are showing up all the time or consistent? How do you work with them? Well, so with my Twitter Smarter volunteer group, like, it's become like family. You know, when you're in a small group, everybody gets to know each other. And they reach that point where they feel very comfortable with everybody. It doesn't take long because you're just in this setting where you're getting to know each other. And it becomes this thing where we all want to be there every day talking to each other and, and talking about what's going on with us. You know, it's not just the work aspect anymore. It becomes like, like you really feel like it's family. It's, it's pretty amazing. So these are people that I could count on for anything, anytime, anywhere, just because we came together through Twitter. I identified them as people that would be great to come help me with my chat. And they were more than willing and they're getting so much out of that. But I don't think any of us realize like, hey, we're actually starting this little mini mastermind group. And Kami, this is so great. You'll love this. So as this was really developing and it was feeling more like family, I said, hey, we should do a monthly gathering like a group Skype or a group on Zoom or, or Blue Jean or somewhere where we can all get together. And they're every they're all across the world. Like, you know, there's a few of us here in the States, but we've got one that's in Slovenia. We got one that's in South America and one that's in, in uh, South Korea. So we are really spread out worldwide. So twice now we have done little meetups online to see each other on video. Oh my gosh, Cami, it is it is unreal. I think it's one of the best things I've ever done was start this this little volunteer group, but have a way for us to connect. And we could have certainly have done Facebook Messenger. We could have done just a Facebook group. And we talked about in the beginning, 
but we were all comfortable just doing the Twitter DM. And it has to be something everybody's on board with. You know, if one person had said, my Twitter DM is so spammy, there's no way I'll be able to find this every day, then yeah, we would have just gone elsewhere. But it's, it's been transforming for sure. Right. And, you know, you have this, that group is so awesome. And I love that you've done that because um, I definitely had something like that back in the day, actually in Second Life. I mean, that's how bad that oh, is. We, I remember Second Life, yes. Have a meeting in Second Life with with marketers from all over the world like that. And we would meet and we would have all this. I mean, it's just amazing how the world turns around. But yes, so back to Houston, where we have Social Media Breakfast of Houston. Um, I have like sort of a grassroots team there too, but it's not so formal, you know? Basically, uh, you don't have to be a part of a formal team like yours to be really contributing to a something. But I will tell you, I notice people who share social media breakfast stuff. I notice people who are there every week, every month, excuse me, and that are there talking to other people. I notice when I need help there, when I look around and people are like, how can I help? What can I do? Where can I do things for you? I'm noticing all of that. So I would say that anybody that is you know, has a community is looking for people like you that can come in and help. And you can do a number of things like at social media breakfast. I mean, I need somebody at the door just saying hello to people and say, you can sit anywhere you want. Because when you walk in there, we've taken over the whole restaurant. And if you're new, you come in, you're like, where do I sit? And you're yeah. like, anywhere, you know, and you can and say, I don't you know, know anybody. Is- and yeah, yes. the first time I, I remember, I actually still remember the very first time I came out there, I didn't know anybody. I was a little nervous. I can be very shy if I don't know people. And uh, it was very warm and welcoming to be greeted at the door and like, yeah, just go sit wherever you want. And I remember finding a table, a table for, for four, because it's a restaurant. And I just sat down and I ended up meeting some amazing people that were sitting there and they were all by themselves too. And nobody knew anybody. And it was, it was cool, but you made it a very warm, relaxing environment. And, I, and it always starts at the top for sure. Well, sure. But you do need like, so when you're walking into somebody else's community, you want to take the temperature, like, what is it like in there? How can you be helpful? Yes. Are you a fit for it? So, I mean, you don't have to like, run into every community and become like the super community person either. So you don't have to spend your whole day like doing customer support for like some other person's team. Okay, so uh, let's start with that. But you know, coming in and saying, well, I feel comfortable here. This seems like a good place for me. I have like some some good reasons to be here. Some people have made themselves a huge name by becoming like the support person in some influencers group. And then people will go take their course and that influencer will will come alongside them and they'll promote them. I mean, there's just a lot of things that that influencer was going to have a feeling of, of gratefulness. And if they don't, then you should leave their group. (laughs) I'd say that, (laughs) you know, they should, they should have, because any leader of a group knows they can't lead it alone. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, the people that, that help out, it, it is incredibly helpful and it's good for them. Like, you know, if I was like, okay, I want to come volunteer Cami, and you say, okay, Madeline, I want you to stand at the door and greet everybody. I'm going to meet every person that comes in. I'm going to be like the superstar. Like yeah. every single person's going to know who I am when that event's over. And there's a lot of power in that. You know, yeah. I could be collecting a ton of business cards, although I, you know, nobody does business cards anymore, but you know, yeah. like I would just be that connector for the day, which is right. Amazing. And, and there's people that did that. Um, like Melissa Dara is a really good example of that. She came all the time to social media breakfast. She goes, I want to help you. How can I help you? She 
officially came on board and started helping and talking to people as they walked in the door. And she met everybody um, that was there, including some of the mayor's staff. And then whenever the mayor was looking for a social media director, guess what? She applied and guess who got that job? And she still works for the mayor of Houston. So, I mean, she, that came from just her networking, her skills, certainly nothing that we did special, but except for that she did, she took it on. Right. So, so, you know, talking about that, I think is really important too, is that you can create the opportunities for yourself and that's how you do it. You do it by looking for holes that you can fill problems you can solve. I've done that many, many times throughout my career, both in person and online. So this is not just an online thing. It's also everywhere. So, you know, I, I got on the board of directors of PRSA San Antonio by just showing up to the meetings and they were, they couldn't find anybody to be be the secretary on the board because nobody wanted to do it. So I said, I'll do it. And then I got on the board and then I was on that board for four years and ended up really like benefiting from that greatly, like in a huge ways in my career. So I would just say, always look for that, be community oriented, have that. Yes. And you could talk about that mindset. What's that community mindset? Well, it's, it's like, don't be on the sidelines, jump in. You know, if you're going to be on the sidelines, then, you know, you're always going to be at that place where you're not moving ahead. You know, get jump in, you know, both feet and network like crazy and volunteer and be that person that's helping everybody because it will benefit you so much. And what a great way to be part of a community. So I, that's my thought on that. I agree completely. And not only that, but, you know, if you don't have that mindset, if your mindset is, what can I get out of this? I'm not getting anything out of this. What am I getting out of it? Me, me, me. You're going to miss the actual opportunity. Absolutely. It should always be, what can I do to help others not make it about yourself? That's right. And in fact, it brings up, I mean, I wanted to tell this story because this is really kind of near to my heart. So I'm going to try not to be emotional about it, but you know, there's a hashtag called be helpful out there. And it was started by my friend, Alan Weinkrantz and also Rackspace. He was an ambassador for Rackspace and Rob Legess also was part of that. And he went over to Israel and they just, Rackspace sent him over there. They paid him a salary, sent him over there, not to get customers, but just to help people. Their idea was to go over there and help entrepreneurs to start their businesses. So he would go all around Israel and and just meet with people and sit down and look at their problems and help them solve them. And of course, Rackspace had a lot of solutions. So sure. sometimes those people became Rackspace clients, but not because that was the purpose. The purpose was to sit down and help yeah. them and like do it. So this whole be helpful movement began. And I've I got a, a really cool picture of that, which I can probably put in the show notes that you guys can see Alan. Unfortunately, Alan died in a sort of a tragic accident last summer. So we have um, really been thinking about how can we take this be helpful movement and move it forward. So hopefully, you know, in this group, some people will find that really moving as well and using that be helpful hashtag. So look for places that you can help people. Um, There's another guy here in my community that was very, very well known that they named the elementary school here after him. And he died recently too. But one of the things that he always would say to people is he always finished all his conversations with how can I help you? So I love it. Always look for that opportunity. Ask people, how can I help you? And then do your best to help them. I mean, you can't help everyone. And, and so I get really a little bit, you know, tense about people out there saying, well, you know, stop picking my brain. And I don't want people picking my brain, even though I know why they do it. Cause believe me, we all have like a limited amount of time every day. So I'm not, I'm not saying go out there and 
you know, dump your whole day out and help people all day. You can't do that. But having that attitude at all times really does make a huge difference in the opportunities that come your way. Yeah, opportunity, you know, help so. others and great things will happen for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go, I'm speaking back to, you know, the She Podcast Facebook group, there's so many people on there that are all about, I just want to help others. And you see it in the post every day. It's such a giving community. I absolutely love it. And then, you know, in Pat Flynn's groups, I always see people jumping in and lending a hand and the mastermind group, the social media mastermind. It's always amazing to watch people just jump in and make it about, let you know, how can I help? How can I serve? It just makes for a great community. You know, you're in a great place when you see that day in and day out. So I love that. What about some don'ts? Let's get into the negative. Let's talk about some don'ts. What should people not do in these communities? Well, I mean, I feel like these communities are not a place to hard sell your product ever. You know, there are some communities that have threads that allow you to promote something. And I do like those threads because it gets it gets it out of people's systems. You know, like here's your thread. Everybody like throw all your stuff on there and throw it out there. And some people might like it. I doubt many people make many sales from those threads, but I would say you know, that those threads are useful. And as a community manager, I think it's a good place to put them and let people have that, get it out of their system. I don't ever bother with them because I, I agree with you. I think there are ways, I, well, no, this, everybody's doing it. Who's mm-hmm. reading it? You know, very few people are actually going to, you know, they, I've seen it on cheap podcast. Hey, everybody. I think they call it Windbag Wednesday, you know, post <laughs> you know, your most recent podcast episode. And they've done one where they say, hey, post your Twitter. I did see people say on there that was really helpful. Now they could go and follow people on Twitter that they met through the group. You know, so there are times where it could be well, helpful. Well, actually, there's a place there you could be helpful. So say somebody did throw up a thing and say, I've done this before. Here, everybody put your Twitter handle here. And then yep. you go down and you follow every one of those people and put them into a into a Twitter list. Into a list, yes. I've and seen people come, do that. Then you come back and say, hey, every, you, instead of going through all these, you can just go yeah. to my Twitter list. I create a list. And yes. you can subscribe to that or you can follow them directly from there. It'll only take you a few minutes. And people it's think brilliant. They're, yeah. they're like, oh, yes. wow. How yes. helpful you are, Cammie, that you did that. And I've done it many times. So It's a great initiative. Yeah. It really shows that, okay, um, that person t- took initiative. I've seen that happen on several occasions. And I was like, man, they were very smart. What a great idea. Because Twitter list is a great way to basically be a curator of a great list of people grouping them together, and then others can come along and subscribe to your list. So yeah, great, great comment. Yeah. So that's like one of my little tips for that. So don't sell, don't, and don't promote, which is basically the same thing. Also, if somebody is getting kudos for something they've done or something, don't use that as an opportunity to say, well, I have a product like that too, and here it is. So be careful. Don't use other people's glory to try to yeah. like get your little dig in. Same thing with training courses while people are doing trainings and then people jump onto their little ads or whatever and they put in their little promo. Try to be careful not to do that because it makes you look really bad and people yeah. are going to actually block you and, and you're not going to get what you want out of it either. You're not going to exactly. get what you need, which is to tr- kind of yeah. move things along. The other thing is hijacking. That's the hijacking of the threads. And then of course, trolling. And I know... It's so easy sometimes to sit back and roll your eyes at what somebody else is doing. I, I'm i going to be, you know, my name is Cammie. And I admit that sometimes, you know, I've rolled my eyes at something I've seen on the internet that people are doing. But it's not your time to get in and be super critical of them right there in public. So even if you see people doing a big sales job, 
it's probably better to send them a DM or a private message and say, hey, you know, I saw that and maybe that's not going to work so well for you rather than like jump on them in a sort of trolling way in a group. And, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of uh, people are tired of that. And a lot of big groups have closed down recently because there's just so much sales, so much junk. There's no value or because it's gotten so mean and trolling in these groups. So there's, it happens. Yeah. So I think, you know, when people are mean, it gives other people it opens a door. Also, maybe? It opens a door. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people, they see that door open and they just, oh, okay, we can go down this road. And yeah, and it just ruins it for everybody else. Right. And I don't even think necessarily all these people are bad people. I think it no. just happens and it's sort of- Just a few bad apples. Right. And then it just sort of poisons it. So it is important to, as a group person that is in a group, to call these things when you see them. Sure. To notify the administrator when you see them, if in case they didn't, to flag them, to spam them or whatever you have to do. I mean, just be a good community member and try to be helpful to keep the trash cleaned up, so to speak. You Absol- know, like, absolutely. So that's really important. And, and most, you know, really good community managers are going to ban people like that and throw them out. But sometimes community managers lose track of their groups. I have to be really honest. And when that happens, it can get really ugly and horrible pretty fast. So I just recommend that you don't, well, obviously troll, but even when you see trolling, that you help report it, that you help get rid of it a little bit. And don't use other people's threads to promote your thing, I said. So yeah, just be careful that you're not doing that. Yeah, I totally agree. So, you know, kind of to wrap this up, I mean, we covered a lot in this episode. We definitely shared lots of great, helpful tips. But you and I like action takers. So we like to have a call to action. We want people to, you know, do something like don't just take this in and then then go, okay, Cammie, Madeline, thank you. Bye. See ya. No, we want you to go and do something with this. So uh, I I heard something. We're not into we're not into brain candy that you just use as junk food and then go on to the next piece of candy. You know, we want you to take action. I like that. I like that. What a great way of putting it. So what I would like to see is everybody join at least one group. Yep. Right? Like just pick a group and go and join it. Even if you're already in some groups, you know, find a new group that you could really just go all in and then go in and help people, you know, be a helper. Like what we're talking about, you know, that Kimi, you were giving out all kinds of great ways of being part of a community. Help at least one person every day. Give yourself a diet of one person to help every day. And you can do it in the communities you're currently in or a new one, certainly joining a new community. If you don't, if you feel like that's too much, then reinvigorate the old community. I don't care. One of the two, but I want you to help somebody every single day for an entire week. I love that. What a great call to action. So that's what we have for this episode. And we want to hear from you. So be sure to go check out the show notes, communities at convert.com and We can't wait to share more great info with you. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks, guys. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. We don't want to forget to tell everybody that. Right, Kimmy? Rate. Rate and review on iTunes. Rate and review. Rate and review. Please help us. Yeah, we would love to see some ratings and reviews on iTunes. It really helps people discover us. So if you like this podcast, just takes a minute to do. We would love you forever. (laughs) And ever. All right. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CammieChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.